Hello and welcome back to the TTP, the Tani Talks Parsha this year, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Here on the TTP, we try to talk a couple of minutes about what we can find from the Parsha, what we could glean from the Parsha, and what we could learn from the Parsha. Of course, the holiday, the Yom Tov of Shavuos is coming up this week as well. Shabbos goes into Shavuos, a nice three-day holiday. And when it comes to thinking about Shavuos, it's interesting how Bamidbar, the Parsha of Bamidbar, starting the new Sefer in the Torah of Bamidbar, leads into Shavuos. And Chabad points out how it's specifically suited that Bamidbar leads into Shavuos because as a person goes to his wedding canopy, usually the Shabbos before, the groom, the chassan, usually gets an aliyah. And here, as we come into Shavuos, the Shabbos before, we talk about the Torah being... Where was the Torah given in the desert? The Torah is in the desert, and it's purposeful that we give and we have the Torah into our life, that we have it in life. And it's interesting to think about the desert. And we talked about this in previous seasons, but it always bears to think about why the Torah was given in the Midbar. Why was it given in the Midbar? It's customary to repeat, the Shabbos before the wedding, the Chassam comes to the Torah. Shavuos is the festival which coincides with the anniversary of the giving of the Torah at Har Sinai. It's the marriage of Hashem, of God, and the Jewish people. That's why the Torah portion of Bamidbar and the desert is usually read on the Shabbos before Shavuos. But the question really is, why is the Torah, why was the Torah given at Har Sinai in the desert? Shouldn't it be given in a beautiful place, in a beautiful inhabited area? in Eretz Yisrael, in the Holy Land, in the Jewish land of Israel? Shouldn't it have been given there or somewhere more proper? But the answer is that it was specifically given in the desert. Why? Because the desert is ownerless, and no one owns the Torah. Anyone who wants the Torah could come and approach it. Chabad points this out also, Chabad.org. Anyone could come and approach it. Anyone can try to come and be themselves and to learn from it. And the Torah is also given in the desert because the desert is ownerless, and we should realize that we are ownerless over ourselves. Hashem is the one that gave us life. We're not really the owners of these bodies. We have to use our bodies for the ultimate purpose. We have to use ourselves to be able to accomplish great things in this world. And Hashem gave the Torah in the desert to also teach us that the Torah can be given in a place that doesn't have a set aspect. The Torah could be learned anywhere. As the Jews were traveling in the desert, Hashem gave it to them. So too, when we travel in our life, we should bring the Torah with us. We should take the Torah with us. And the Torah should be journeying journeying with us on our travels and going with us on the travels of life. And we should think about how the Torah is given in the desert to beautify the desert, to make a beautiful, beautiful circumstance when the Torah comes. So too, if our lives are full of desert, spiritually devoid, we should bring the Torah and put it into our lives. We should put it into our days and we should take the Torah with us wherever we go. We're traveling around the desert. We're traveling to work. We're traveling this place and that place. We should make sure to have the Torah with us. So that's why the Torah 
Could be could it be that the Torah was given in the desert? But how often do we see deserts in our lives and all of those around us? There's so many aspects of this world. There's so many aspects of society and culture that is spiritually dead, spiritually deficit, and spiritually devoid of beautiful things and beautiful life. How can we spark people? How can we help people? How can we influence people? So there's wonderful organizations that are involved in such things, or Sameach, Esha Torah, Chabad, even YU.org, YU Torah. There's so many initiatives, so many things to be involved. If we want to spark the people around us, we could also introduce them to aspects of technology. They could listen to Jewish podcasts like JewishPodcast.fm and Yidpod. They could listen and, and they could be inspired by audio clips, whether meaningful minute or sparks and seconds. Both have awesome things. I myself am, am greatly affiliated with sparks and seconds. We try to send out two-minute videos every day from a rabbi on a different message every week. Meaningful minute sends out messages a, mi a minute at a time also. And we have much content in our group to spark people in a little halacha thought, a little inspiration thought, a little aspect of the of the Parsha halacha and inspiration. We try to send out the Daf show and the Perkei Ava show and of course the Rabbi messages and, and many different videos and pictures throughout the day. It's easy to be involved. You can reach out to us if you want to join the Sparks and Seconds movement, the Spark and Sparks and Seconds WhatsApp group. Say that 10 times fast. But we could also be inspired with what we read, with what we see. The world has such a spiritual desert at times, and we can influence it and bring the Torah. But Midbar teaches us that we need to influence those around us. We need to bring the desert to life, bring the desert to bloom. You know, David Ben-Gurim Havdil is famous for have said that I want to see the desert bloom. The land of Israel will have the desert bloom, and that's exactly what happened when the Jewish people came back. They're irrigating the land and cultivating the land. Areas that previously were barren and couldn't have anything sprung to life and came lush to life with greenery that was never before seen. So we think about Bamid, but we think about the desert, and we think about the holiday of Shavuos, the holiday of the giving of the Torah, which was given in the desert on purpose for many different reasons. And the, the holiday of Shavuos is a wonderful holiday. Many people stay up on the night of Shavuos because it's in anticipation of the day of the giving of the Torah. And people have many different learning seders and learning situations of how to stay up. Growing up, I tried to do it oftentimes. Once I get married and have kids, had kids, and have kids, I may have had some shanam raising them. It's very difficult to stay up. So we try to do what we can to learn a little bit, to stay up more than usual in anticipation of the holiday. Shavuos, the holiday of weeks, we've been counting every day from Pesach, from Passover to Shavuos, the holiday of the weeks in anticipation of getting the Torah. And we have interesting customs of sites for staying up. We also have flowers because it's springtime and it's renewal. And we think about how the Torah was given. And the Torah gives life to everything around us. It gives beautiful aspects to everything around us. And it shows rejuvenation. We think about how the Torah is like a tree to everyone who grabs onto it. It's like flowers and plants and brings beauty into our lives. So many people have flowers and floral arrangements in their homes and in their shuls, their batei kinesiyot and their batei midrashot. 
And many people also have dairy. Why dairy? Because in anticipation of getting ready for receiving the Torah, Hashem explained that nobody could be tummy, so they weren't going to slaughter animals, they couldn't have meat, so they had dairy. They had milk and dairy products. So to remember that and to remind ourselves of that, many people have dairy. For those of us that are lactose intolerant, those of us that have allergies to dairy, like my son, what do we do on Shavuos? Very difficult. So we can have non-dairy versions. You can make mac and cheese with fake cheese. Deya cheese is fantastic, and the Tofuri cheese is also very fantastic. There's also yummy cheese that makes a non-dairy plant-based version as well. You can have non-dairy cheesecake. Thanks to our bakery down the block, Sunflower Bakery in our town, is fantastic, is awesome. Not only does she make a gluten-free cheesecake, which is hopefully good for my wife, but also, God willing, she's going to make a dairy-free cheesecake for me and my son. Very excited about that. Hopefully, it'll be lactose-free, dairy-free, pain-free for the stomach and whatnot, not to get too graphic. But we can have aspects how to approach and appreciate dairy without actually being dairy. And blintzes, I'm not sure how to do this yet, but to make blintzes with fake cheese would be very interesting, too. You know, you, do, you need to find, like, a non-dairy cottage cheese because often people use cottage cheese. I haven't tried that yet. But that would be cool. Pancakes and French toast. I make it for the kids actually dairy-free. Very simple. I use this non-dairy milk. I actually found recently a really, really good version. The best, closest version to whole milk that I found is something from So Delicious called Wonder Milk or Wonderful Milk. Where they combine like coconut, different things. It's very creamy, very delicious, very full-tasting. And it's part of non-dairy. So cool. So we use it all the time for baking things for Shabbos and throughout the week. It feels a little weird to have it on the table, but we know that it's non-dairy. And that's the aspect of Shavuos to have dairy things. Some people will have lasagna, so I've made a, uh, a dairy-free lasagna, dairy-free baked ziti as well with the fake cheese. Also can make a gluten-free lasagna with the fake noodles. There are ways to be involved in things to, to allow us to remind ourselves of the holidays. We come to the holiday of Shavuos. We come to the Parsha of Bamidra. The two are hand-in-hand hand because it's like the Jewish people are the chassan, are the groom coming to the wedding, coming to the marriage of us and Hashem. The Jewish people and Hashem are bride and groom. And we bring the Torah to this world. We try to influence this world to do good. Try to influence this world with mitzvahs and chesed and Torah learning. Doing what we can to make a positive influence on the world. To make a positive impact on the world. What can we do to make a Kiddush Hashem in our lives? We think about how we could bring the Torah to the masses. H.com is wonderful in the articles. In fact, my wife was Zohar to be published on H.com, and her article is called Why We Let Our Kids Draw on the Walls. And it's a wonderful thing to be able to to have such things, to be able to get involved in such things. Why We Let Our Kids Draw on the Walls. My wife was published by H.com, Baruch Hashem, very proud of her. They do wonderful work on H, inspiring people and motivating people and getting that spark back and, and bringing different issues to the forefront, bringing different aspects. Chabad also does wonderful work. And so does so do many other organizations, and you can be inspired by quick clips on videos, quick clips on audio, and there are different Jewish movies out there and Jewish books. We've talked about it many times, even the FLL, the Free Lending Library, when we give out the books. We want those Jewish novels to inspire our days. If you need, you have the need like I have to read a mystery, to read a thriller, to read a suspense, great. But let's do it in a Jewish way with Jewish publishers. And we could spark ourselves to be inspired by what we read for leisure, for fun reading, whether on Shabbos or Yom Tov or during the week. 
Of course, there's Yidpod for listening to stories, and we're working on Jewish audiobooks as well, one of the initiatives. And there's Yidflix as well, kind of like the Jewish Netflix. They have cooking shows and family shows and kids shows. Very cool stuff out there. When we think about the fact that the Torah was given in the desert, the Torah was given over to those around us, we think about how we want to make the desert bloom, we want to make sure. We want to make sure to make the desert bloom in our lives and in the lives of those around us. We don't want it to be spiritually defunct. We don't want it to be spiritually deficient. We want to make sure that different aspects of the life can be sparked. Some people are just missing that spark in their life. Sometimes they just need it to be ignited. Everybody has a pentelayid, especially if you're a Jewish soul, a Jewish person. And even if not, there are ways to inspire people and ways to motivate people to get things done in this life. As we think about the fact that the Torah was given in the desert, the Torah was brought over to us in the desert to show it's an ownerless place. Anyone can come and take hold in the Torah and any aspect that applies to you, that appeals to you, that really speaks to you. You don't have to only learn Gemara 24 hours a day, every day. I myself actually love the Agatha part of the Gemara, the stories, the parables, the Mashalim, the different examples of things that we could learn from how the sages would talk and behave and interact and have stories. I actually love Navi also, the stories of the of the different kings like David HaMelech and Shlomo HaMelech, the stories of the different prophets in the Nevi'im like Eliyahu HaNavi, who's probably one of my favorite characters in all of Tanakh, the stories of the Avos like Avraham Avinu, one of my favorite, if not favorite character in all of the Torah, different people we could learn from, different people that we can inspire us. We could read books and we could read stories and learn about personalities. There's an excellent book called Ishe HaTanach. I believe it's from art school. We actually just got this book from my nephew. We actually got one for ourselves also. There's different personalities you could read about from the Torah, from the Tanakh. And there's also a book, the introduction to the Talmud that I've been working on for years. I haven't really gotten back to in a couple of months, if not a year or so, where it actually talks about the time period and the relevance and the history of the Talmud itself. And then it goes into talking about different personalities from the Talmud. We could be inspired through our own Jewish history, through our own texts, through our own videos and movies and whatnot, to make sure that the desert blooms, to think about the desert, to think about how when we're given the Torah, it was exciting. How many people feel excited to learn Torah, to be involved in Torah, to see Torah, to participate in Torah. We need it to be exciting for everyone around us. And there are ways to be involved, whether Sparks and Seconds or Meaningful Minute or Chazak Initiatives or YU Torah or OU Torah. OU Torah has amazing daily emails, which I find very awesome. Quick ways to get some Kavias of Torah involved. A lot of times I read it on the train on the way to work. It really takes three minutes per email. They send one for the the Parsha of the week. They send one for whatever we're up to in Nach Yomi. They send one... From the Rambam Halacha, they send one a, a regular Halacha of the day. They used to send one of the Mitzvah Yomi. I don't know what happened to that one. But there are really simple ways to get inspired. When we think about the desert, Bamidbar, that Hashem spoke to Moshe and spoke to the Jewish people, was involved with the Jewish people for 40 years in the desert. He gave the Torah in the desert on purpose to explain to us, to teach to us, that anyone could come take to us to the Torah. Anyone can participate in the Torah, learn from the Torah. We have to figure out ways to feel inspired, to feel spiritually uplifted, especially in the deserts of the world. And if you're at work in a non-Jewish place, how can you be uplifted? How can you be inspired? How can you inspire those around you to be Mikadashim Shemayim, wearing your kippah, walking around, talking Torah, on the way to work, on the way back from work, in your life? How can you be inspired? How can you inspire others? As we come to the holiday of Shavuos, we come to the holiday of the giving of the Torah, do we often feel that the Torah is a gift given to us every day? Do we often feel inspired and uplifted? Do we feel like we take the Torah on our journeys, on our 
vision on their way every day? Do we feel like we're the groom coming to receive the Torah on the Ofraf right before the giving of the Torah? As we think about Shavuos and we think about the desert, how the Torah was specifically given in the desert and we should take it with us, the Torah, wherever we go, whatever we do, think about how we could uplift others, how we could uplift ourselves, how Torah could be exciting for us. A Torah could be elevating for us and be something we look forward to. I'm so excited to go to that shir, to listen to that shir, to participate in that lecture. I'm so excited to do the podcast today. I'm so excited to do the radio show this week. I'm so excited to be involved in my initiatives. I'm so excited to try to work on this book, this pamphlet, this 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 find the the item idea of the Jewish family, the Jewish items that I'm still working on all these years. I'm so excited. It's a Jewish way to portray a, a fine. The people find the item's object. What can I do in my life to feel excited? In the desert is where the Torah was given. And in the desert, spiritually, is often where we live in society and the community. We have to bring Torah into our surroundings, into our deserts. Make the deserts bloom. Not just physically in Israel, but spiritually all over the world. And as we come to Shavuos and the Parsha Bamibra, there's no better time to thinking about making the desert bloom and making our lives feel inspired every day in all of our ways. And if we make our life bloom and our spirituality be more present in our lives and those around us and we could uplift ourselves and all those around us, maybe we could finally be Zohar for Mashiach to come, for the base of English to speedily be built today and may that in fact be that Hashem sends Mashiach and builds the third base of English speedily in our days and hopefully Hopefully that day could in fact be today. Join us next time as we talk Tani Talks Parsha, the TTP, where we talk about the Parsha or the holiday of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.